Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports. With two ways to win and no rate. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com for details. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. I'm joined as always by G. Hey Wiley, Armani Buckets, Brandon Deutsch. How are we doing on this glorious Tuesday? I mean, I hope everybody had a great fourth. I um, am so exhausted from the fourth. Yeah. Obviously not as exhausted as all those Coney Island uh, hot dog eating <laughs> contest winners. But, um, yeah, I'm beat. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, um, I'm, I'm just, I love the Lakers picks, man. Oh, yeah. Scouting department doesn't miss. Cole Swider, Scotty Pippen Jr. These are guys that went undrafted. I can't wait to get into that. This is like the most annoying part of NBA offseason. They, there was a report that the Durant Irving thing might go until training camp. That's oh my gosh. that always it's not happening when it drags out. I, I honestly hope not because I when it drags out, it just becomes so they, like all these deals usually get done when monitorium like before it ends. And that's July yeah. 6. That's tomorrow. Okay. So okay. usually, but it could be a separate situation. I hope so. I mean, let's let's get this out of the way. Let's kind of enjoy the NBA Summer League. We're going to be out there, by the way, for that. But uh, before we talk about that, let's get to today's headlines brought to you by Circus Sports, Circus Millions, and Circus Survivor Pro Football Contest are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Visit CircusSports.com for details. Hit it, Jihei. Lakers were reloading Twitter constantly over the 4th of July holiday weekend, hoping to see a big Woj bomb or a Shams bomb about Kyrie Irving coming to the Lakers. That didn't happen, but Lakers owner, owner Jeannie Buss did tweet writing, I miss Kobe Bryant. He would understand and explain everything that I'm not allowed to. Honestly, he was the greatest Laker ever. He understood team over self, meaning your rewards would come if you valued team goals over your own, then everything would fall into place. Lakers fans were trying to figure out what that tweet meant. What do you guys think it means? So this is the beauty and the problem with this time of year. I mean, like, no matter what she tweets, whatever she likes, you have to kind of, you have to decode it. The Brian Windhorst meme when he's trying to figure out what the like Utah Jazz trade, why would they do that? Why would she tweet that? What does she mean, Laker, greatest Laker? Why is she talking about Kobe? Is this a subtweet about LeBron? Like, what is the meaning of this? And I mean, the number of texts that I got, like, does this mean Kyrie is coming? Does this mean Kyrie? She just misses Kobe. And so listen, there may be more to it, but we don't know. My view is this had nothing to do with Kyrie. This has nothing to do with LeBron. This is just her. Maybe she's had like a couple of glasses of wine over the holiday. She misses Kobe. And this is this is just a tweet. Yeah, but perhaps I'm wrong. I think this is, to decipher this is, is pretty simple, in my opinion. I think this is 
uh, a reflection on last season's disaster where, you know, there were a lot of egos. There was a lot of disarray with the team. They weren't valuing the team. They were valuing themselves, you know, specifically Russell Westbrook. Maybe that's directed at him. I saw no uh, correlation to Kyrie Irving here. I think uh, Jeannie probably knows that Kyrie Irving is going to be a Laker. I think pretty much everyone knows at this point until it happens. I mean, I heard the deal's done without officially being done they're just kind of figuring out the extra details we'll see if that's true although anything could happen we said the same thing about Kyrie Irving two weeks ago right and then he was like I'm committed to the Nets so who knows but I just think this is this is a reflection of last season's disaster I don't think it has anything to do with Kyrie Irving yeah I think um definitely the timing of the tweet being late at night, probably a little bit alcohol induced, <laughs> um, but nothing wrong with that. I didn't, nothing wrong with I that. I didn't take it as a shot at anybody. Although, you know, it did, like Brandon just mentioned, it was a reflection on how times used to be with Kobe, because I think Kobe yeah. would take the criticism away from ownership, away from management, or at least try to. Um, whereas now it's like everybody's pointing the finger directly at Jeannie. And I think with a little alcohol in her system, she realized <laughs> like, this kind of this kind of sucks. Why is everybody pointing at me? Yeah. Just be patient. Kyrie's probably coming. And then, you know, things will get smoother. And obviously last year was the hardest year of her, her life as an owner. And so I think she was just reflecting on that. Nothing, nothing too much to read into. It could get it could get worse though. What one hundred percent? Wait, um, how so? If, if they continue to struggle, no, there's no doubt about that. But I mean, I, I keep talking about this, but this reminds me of the summer of 2020. No, sorry, summer of 2019, going into the 2019 2020 season, where like they were protesting, like sell the team, Genie. What are you doing? Get Linda like out of there, Kurt Rambis. Like you guys don't know what you're doing. And then what do they do? They won a championship. Like, I'm not saying that they're for sure going to be a championship contending team. But just like that, Kyrie could come here and change this team. We were wondering, how are they going to fix this team? Are they going to run back the same team? I mean, if you bring Kyrie, and this is a huge if, but I get it. If Kyrie's motivated, top 15 player. Top 15 player. So now you got three of the top 15 players in the league on one team. I mean, come on now. The Nets, by the way, today signed TJ Warren. Their what does that mean? Their roster, <laughs> no, just their roster now is yeah. better than it was last year. So I wonder, mm. with all the back and forth, not dramatically, yeah. Maybe. I mean, the thing is, they still need to be able to play defense. The only yeah. person yeah. that's going to help them defensively is Simmons. I mean, what what this said to me is they're preparing for Westbrook since they're going to have now minutes at the shooting guard position that they're trying to give that would have originally been for Kyrie Irving. Um, and, you know, with that Edmund Summer guy, who I never heard of, but apparently he's pretty good, 40% from three, and then TJ Warren, this is per, uh, preparing for a Westbrook-Simmons-type offense, guys that can shoot. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that would be, wow. I can't even imagine watching that team play basketball because you have two of the worst non-shooters to touch a basketball and they're going to be on the same court together you know what here's together. a hot take i actually think they kind of need to get westbrook the nets to avoid being in the lottery and losing their pick because westbrook will make them a play-in team he will yeah. i mean he's he's great on teams that suck 
So their pick is top 14 protected? No, I don't think it's protected at all. The Houston oh. pick that they traded? So wait, so if they make the playoffs, do they keep it or is it? No, I think they still give it. But what I'm saying is it's not a first over. You're not Gosh, picking yeah. Victor Wen- yeah, 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 Wenbinyama yeah. Wenbin yeah. over, you know. Gotcha. Yeah. So I think this is very important for the Nets to get Westbrook. And I think that's got to be a priority. I think he could have a really good season on a team that's really bad like that with shooters. This guy they just picked up, they're getting shooters for Westbrook. I feel like right now. They've only played two of these California classic games, but you got to love, again, defense, Brennan. Yeah. I always think of you, like, yeah. at least you, you try. And I'm not saying that these guys are going to be playing huge roles on this team, but to yeah. your point, I mean, they're they're playing defense yeah, right now. Yeah, I was surprised, honestly. Palenka was in his bag at the first, first day of free agency. Lonnie Walker, I mean, people will say, oh, he can't switch off ball and stuff which is true but he's a good on ball defender he's going to get better he's young and he can score at will and is extremely athletic 6'10 wingspan great pickup right Juan Toscano Anderson known for defense versatility right Troy Brown Jr. not a great player but he plays a little bit of defense right so I kind of think Troy Brown Jr. should be in the G League they should pick up Cole Swider Scotty Pippen Jr. and Max Christie and put him on the roster because those three guys can bring defensive versatility and Swider is the best jumper I've seen in the last three drafts who does he remind you of? Uh, better Duncan Robinson. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. That's... Duncan Robinson six six, Swider six nine six ten, with a better jumper, honestly. So, I mean, they got to give him a roster spot, right? He's the perfect fit oh, around yeah. LeBron. Yeah, that's what I like about this team. Is I like at the very least that they're gonna have a young bench. I mean, the, yeah. the, there was a lot of problems with the team last year, but like yeah, like one through twelve, it was like you know. He's 39. He's 38. Now they're young. They're young. Oh my yeah, god! You guys have had you guys had a young bench before. Before you had, and then you dumped them all. I, Why does it always go back to that? No, this is in the past. Because it's a, because it's, it's fine. You want to live in the past? No, How many championships the Clippers have? Because it, right. because it could possibly be your future if you guys continue on in the way that you were doing. It could possibly be your future. When they were already, better, they had a young bench. So yeah, I, I like Caruso, Kuzma, absolutely. But you guys dumped. But you guys dumped those guys in order to get all the older veterans, which doesn't make any sense. I agree with you, but I was. And GM, so that wouldn't have happened if I was GM. <laughs> I, I, I just want to hear that I'm right. I was like, you guys could have easily. No, I think that they saw that they made a huge mistake, right. and now they're saying, okay, now you know, how do we get our next Caruso? How do we get our next Kuzma? How do we yeah. right. go back to like a young bench defense? And I mean, what they, they were like top five when you know t- when they won the championship, they, they were, were third, third in defensive yeah. rating, yeah. and then the year they would have won the championship had Davis been healthy against yeah. the Suns. They were number one in defensive rating. Last year, they were 21st. So this is going to be a much better defensive team. I just want to talk about the like the different reports going yeah. on. Chris Haynes is saying they're actively engaged in trade talks between Westbrook and Irving. I yeah. trust Haynes. Woj is saying that they haven't even basically started talking. Woj, about okay, here's a hot take. I love Adrian. I've met Adrian. <laughs> I think he's a great guy. I think he's very smart. But he has missed on a ton yeah. of big information the last year. Remember the Harden trade? He said, they're, no, they're not even That's talking. Right. And then trade happened within 20 minutes. It kind of re- revitalized Brian Windhorst's career, who had yeah. kind of fallen off for like seven years. Everyone, he was just in Miami hanging mm-hmm. with his mafia friends. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't reporting on anything for like seven years, Windhorst. That saved his career. Woj is now saying that they're not actively talking and that there's no traction. And he's probably wrong again. I don't think he has any info information in this camp. I would think it's only Chris Haynes and Shams. Shams yeah, right now. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Well, moving on. 
What have been the biggest surprises so far in NBA free agency, and what are you most looking forward to this week as we head to the NBA Summer League in Vegas? Normally by now, guys, all the big pieces have moved, but we still don't know about Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and what about DeAndre Ayton and James Harden? So listen, I, I think over the next few days we will find out where the big pieces will go. I do not want this to extend into training camp. I don't think it will. I think whether it's... Uh, today, tomorrow, at some point, you know, because during the summer league in Las Vegas is when you'll get those first pictures of like LeBron courtside with Kyrie and everyone's going to lose their mind. Like, oh, my God, the reunion. I do think by the time we get to Las Vegas on Thursday, we are going to be somewhere at the bar and I'm going to be toasting that I got the Lakers odds at plus 2200 because they Did are Did you bet on them? For oh yeah. Oh, I got, God. I got what are up. they now? I want to bet on them. They're at plus 1000. So it's not oh, like man. they're not favorites, but I This is what happened. Yeah. My bookie went to jail, so I, I couldn't go to <laughs> I couldn't like I couldn't bet on the Lakers at 2200. And I wasn't in Vegas. But what's the move got? I mean, by the way, the Gobert trade. Can we talk about that for oh, a second? Oh man. What did you think of that? I mean, the uh, the haul that they got back yeah. for Rudy okay, Gobert. Okay, so here's something and I don't want to disrespect any executive um, but, you know, they gave Tim Connolly about $20 million, right? Yeah. 20 to $40 million to come in and be the the guy to lead this organization, this front office to the promised land. And then he trades four first-round picks and all their depth for yeah. Rudy Gobert, a guy who is who the only thing he's shown is the cloak of invisibility in the playoffs. Yeah. It's true. This is true. He hasn't shown up in the playoffs ever. He's a great defensive player in the season, and they'll likely be a top seven seed, you know, with him in a great defensive team. In the playoffs, is going to be a problem, and they're going to have no depth now. They have zero depth. Oh, yeah. Zero. Zero. The only guy they retained was Torian Prince. This is an F grade for the Timberwolves. This isn't getting them anywhere. Um, and Cat and him play the same position, by the way. I know Cat can play the four, but this didn't didn't make sense at all. And it's an A-plus trade for the Jazz because this is a guy who wasn't going to win you a championship anyways. You get Walker Kessler, who's basically a discounted version of Rudy Gobert and three first-round picks, and they might not be done. They could trade Mitchell. Yeah. You know, So like this is, this is an A-plus for Danny Ainge right here and an F grade for the Timberwolves. I hate that, that acquisition by them. That was easily, for me, the most surprising thing of free agency. And I agree with your grade. The only thing that gives me a little bit of pause is because... I liked Tim Connolly before this move. Yeah, like, me too. That's so, why I was so surprised, dude. That's why I kind of want to be like, all right, let me at least see the vision, but it doesn't make any sense. Like, it makes mm -hmm. no sense for a guy that has done such a good job in Denver running basketball operations, and then the first big move that you're going to make is that in Minnesota. I don't know. I don't understand it at all. When you have a team that competed really last year. Yeah. And if you keep the depth with like Malik Beasley and, you know, Patrick Beverly, who was the heart and soul of your team and, you know, the, a couple other guys they traded. Jared Vanderbilt was a huge spark plug for them. They trade all those guys. That's your depth. That's what got you later in the game. You know, when you said oh, when people were watching, they were choking. That's going to happen even more without yeah. their depth. Right. So and yeah. now you have teams I respect the fact that they're going in the, the Cavaliers direction because you have teams that are all going small ball. Cleveland started Markinen, Mobley, and Jared Allen, basically three seven-footers last year, and Minnesota's basically going in that direction. So I respect 
the guts I, that it takes. I, I think the vision here with Connolly is that their defensive rating of the Timberwolves is like 13th, I believe, last year. And it's going to be a top 10 defense now for yeah. Gobert. And like I mentioned, historically, the teams that have won the championship have had a top 11 defense, 15 of the last 16 teams. So I think maybe that's his vision. The analytics department loves Gobert and what he brings defensively. But there's some things beyond statistics. In the playoffs, as a basketball you know, analyst and fan, you can see and just know that Gobert doesn't show up at the playoffs. So Kyrie with the Lakers or Gobert with the, the t- who's a better team between those two? Oh, the Lakers. Uh, Are you Kyrie, kidding no, me? No question. Yeah. That's a joke, right? Yeah. I, I don't know if the Lakers Wait, are... Wait, but let me ask you. Okay, like, okay, like, okay. If okay, they're okay. healthy, I mean, because like, I, I don't want to like assume that Kyrie's not going to show up. I mean, I mean, LeBron and then Anthony Davis, then Kyrie. I mean, they won a championship all- with LeBron and Kyrie, and Kevin Love was kind of hurt. Yeah. And then you got Anthony Davis. I mean, if there's any chance he's healthy, and I know it's a big if. I mean, he's been working with Lethal Shooter yeah. every day, <laughs> so maybe hopefully he'll have a breakout season. I do like the updates. It's going to so. be... Okay, but think, 4 a. Th- workout. think like about this. Like you want to hear a crazy stat? LeBron has never missed the finals with a healthy all-star. Oh, oh there we go. Never. So, so, but that's the key, right? He's got like... So Davis those, has to stay healthy, Davis and now you have two. So even if Davis isn't healthy, you have Kyrie. So he probably doesn't miss the finals. Man. I mean, the chances of if you have like a top like 10 roster or something like that... And You're probably going to compete. Dude. Like yeah. even the 76ers, with all the crazy stuff going on in that organization, they were able to get to the second round and get two games in the semifinals because they had a top 10 roster just on Harden and Embiid. That was just the truth of the situation, regardless of the camaraderie being screwed up on that team. Wait, so you like the Wolves? Or you no. think it's like a coin flip? It's I not a coin flip. I, Unless Anthony Edwards turns into get, Michael well, what Jordan. Do you, regular season-wise, I think the Wolves will care about it more so maybe they have a better regular season record but i do think that the lakers are a better team although i worry about both teams depth i worry about sure. lakers depth as well but we'll I, see do you do you like the lakers depth more this year uh yes as long as guys like kendrick nunn are playing like if he's playing reeves should be better they should yeah they should have solid depth and I mean, this is all if they get Kyrie. At, at this point, you got to package none and bring up Scottie Pippen Jr. to be the backup point good. guard. He looks you know, good. Like, like, I don't want none. Get get rid of him. You're ru- ruining the development of these guys. I would rather take that spot from THT personally. But Well, they're <laughs> going to get rid of THT, bro, because they're going to get back Harris in the Kyrie Irving trade. But right? I also yeah. like the chip on the shoulder. Again, I think yeah, that there's yeah, a lot of yeah. people on the Lakers. And again, what do I like about the guys who were not drafted? When you don't get drafted yeah. and all the teams passed on you twice, you're like, I'm going to prove something. That's why Reeves was so good last year. Exactly. And that's going to be the same thing with Cole Swider and Scottie Pippen Jr. Yeah. Well, moving on to baseball, Mookie Betts is back, and the Dodgers have won five of six games and have taken a five-game lead atop the NL West. They once again have the best record in the National League, and Vegas again has them as co-favorites to win the World Series along with the New York Yankees. Do you like where the Dodgers are at, or or do they need uh, to make more of a move at the trade deadline on August 2nd? So they definitely have to make a trade, and I think that they will make a trade, that they have to get eight pitcher because I think Walker Buehler is probably going to be done for the season and if he does come back it'll be at the end of the season and we don't know where he's going to be. I mean the, the the performance that they're getting from Tony Gonsolin this season, a godsend I mean thank God for him 
but I'm feeling very good about this team. Again, when they are healthy, I've always felt the best team in baseball. No, I did not expect the Yankees to be one of the greatest teams of all time. So we'll see how that turns out. But I do want to see Yankees, Dodgers, World Series. We have not gotten that. Houston, the cheating Houston Astros deprived us of that. But Brandon, you have not been high on the Dodgers. And listen, they are right back where I thought that they would be atop the National League, atop the division. And here's why this is going to be good for them. They were playing playoff type games at the end of the season. They wanted to win the division so badly. I think it really hurt them. They were so drained by the time they got to the postseason. If they can kind of maintain this four or five, six game lead atop the the, the division and are not playing playoff type games late, it's going to help them. I do like them to... Get back to, to the World Series, but the Yankees really? are too damn good. The World Series? You think they're going to beat the Braves? I do. Okay. I, I respect it. I think, you know, I think it is, it's promising that they've had all these injuries and they're still able to win all these games, right? Like Muncy's batting 160. Bellinger can't hit to save his life anymore, right? He strikes out, hits a home run every once in a while, right? And, you know, Betts was hurt. They had Freddie Freeman with the whole, what's that whole Fr- Freddie Freeman thing where oh he wants God, to be a yeah. brave? I mean, that could have derailed everything, and they continue to win. So that's respect in their pitching. Tony Gonsolin, best pitcher in the National League this year, that's that's something to be, um, that's promising, you know, especially when they get their guys back. Dustin May is going to come back later in the year. So I'm, I'm with you, Arash. I do think they have a really good chance. They're going to win the division, but they have a really good chance to get back to the World Series, but they're not going to beat the Yankees or Astros. No. Well, do you I don't think, think. Uh, the question at the very end of this is, do you think they need to make a move oh, yeah. at the trade deadline. I, so you, you know, I, for the first, they will because they're the Dodgers, but I don't think they need to. Okay. I mean, are you confident that Tony can pitch like this? Yes. I mean, exa- yeah. Yes. When you see someone pitch like this for so long into a season, they usually start. I mean, he'll 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 average out a little bit. Like sure. he won't pitch it this good the rest of the year, but he'll be really good and he'll be a Cy Young candidate. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's thank God. I mean, because if you had told me at the beginning of the year they're going to lose Walker Bueller, Clayton Kershaw will get hurt, and again, I didn't expect a ton from Kershaw, but to get Tony Gonsolin to be p- pitching like this for this long is incredible um listen we have a lot to touch on we have like an update a couple of updates for you on Kyrie and KD and what's going to happen with them so let's leave it there for now when we come back more talk about KD more talk about Kyrie when we come back right now on the mightier 1090 in Southern California the fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports. With two ways to win and no rate. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com for details. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Still clam with the underground when we come around. 
Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show on the mighty year 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or a comment or want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Los Angeles, Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline 310-400-0340. All right, let's go out to the Circa Sports guest hotline right now. Circa Millions and Circa Survivor Pro Football Contest with $12 million in guaranteed prizes are back. Visit CircaSports.com for details. And here he is, our main man, Grant Mona. Grant, how are you? I'm doing very well on this Tuesday. I hope everyone got all the fireworks out of their system. <laughs> we are now in for a quiet week, hopefully. Yeah, well, you'll, so we were hoping, Grant, that at some point today we would reload Twitter and we would get a Woj bomb or Shams bomb. <laughs> Shams uh, kind of began the day Tuesday by saying, and maybe buckets if you want to just read what so apparently he's saying like as of now and things can change things can change but there is no traction right now with a Kyrie trade yes is that right so Sham said mm-hmm. the Nets aren't going to move Kevin Durant until their price is met this process could take a while and he also said that a couple more things Katie still wants out of Brooklyn and that won't change but the Nets are operating as if they're bringing Katie and Kyrie back and then the big the big quote is that there's no traction on any type of Lakers deal for Kyrie Irving there's nothing new on that and I'm not quite sure we're going to see that take place wow grant your thoughts on that uh I think it's a, first of all it's a big curveball because we all thought that we would reload all of our social media pages and see that Maybe there's some traction on a deal, but this is kind of a curveball. And and some of the moves that Brooklyn's making kind of makes me think that they want to run it back because, look, they just signed T.J. Warren to a one-year deal. He was coveted by a lot of teams, including the Lakers, on a minimum. Um, They just signed another guy, Edmund, who was was pretty good for the Pacers last year. It seems like Brooklyn's going all in on the Pacers, the Brooklyn thing, because they got two Pacers guys on minimum deals. They got Royce O'Neal. So it makes me think like they're kind of putting together a good roster if they run it back. I mean, if, if Katie and Kyrie come back, they have a pretty decent roster. Now, I think it's a lot better than last year with their depth. So it, it's just very questionable because we're, we're getting taken on a roller coaster here. Like first we think that Kyrie's a done deal. Then we think that Katie's a done deal to Phoenix. Then Toronto comes in and now Brooklyn signing all these pretty decent players around their stars. So it's really questionable right now i'm I'm trying to figure out what's going on i'm i'm doing the wind the the wind horse why would they do (laughs) that yeah i mean grant i also was saying on the first segment of this show that i feel like the nets regardless of what any insider says the tj warren and then the summer signings those are both guys who can shoot and would be perfect fits alongside westbrook not kyrie irving and kevin durant Mm. so that's kind of what i think they're preparing for they don't want to tank I actually think this is all noise. I think Rob is trying to leverage the Lakers right now to not give up picks for Kyrie since there's really no market. I think Nets are playing hardball, so are the Lakers. I would still be shocked if a deal doesn't get done centered around Westbrook and Irving. I just feel like at this point, I know Shams hasn't hasn't heard anything. I, I know Woj is very skeptical. But I think this is all like a, a decoy by the Lakers, and we're going to see a, bom- a still a Shams bomb or Woj bomb soon. I really think so. Because from the Nets' perspective, yes, they could run it back, but if you're going to lose KD regardless, he's still going to leave. There's no point in having Kyrie. 
You know, go get your picks. And if you're the Lakers at this point, just give up a pick or two. Yeah. And, you know, we've been looking at, like, the odds for Kyrie. I will say this. A lot of the odds are dictated off of reports. And when you looked at the first pick of the draft, how that fluctuated because Woj tweeted something. And to your point, Brandon, it was wrong. (laughs) And so, you know. He's been wrong a lot. Yeah. And so I, I think a lot of the odds on Kyrie where we're thinking it's a done deal is really based off of maybe Woj tweets something or Shams does. I promise you because of the Shams news or the this Shams is gonna tweet, go back to it'll like go back. minus 200 yeah. or something. Yeah. So right? that'll change things. What do the Lakers have to do though, Grant? I mean, again, I think Kyrie is the big deal, but did you like the moves that, that they made? It looks like they got younger. They got quicker. I mean, they, they there's no blockbuster deals here. But it looks like they've yeah. helped themselves. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's crazy because a lot of the players that they that they had on the roster last year, like Carmelo, Avery Bradley, Wayne Ellington, all those guys haven't been signed yet, which is a sign that maybe that roster last year just wasn't good because nobody else was signing them. I mean, you kind of saw that it wasn't good, but it's kind of crazy that none of those guys have been signed. He kind of tells you how bad the roster was last year. But, you know, coming to the guys this year, Juan Toscano Anderson, yeah, he didn't get a lot of playing time on the Warriors. But what he is, he's young, he's a good defender. He can hit the three, not at an elite level, but he can hit the three better than some guys last year, like Ariza, like THT. Um, And, you know, you get a guy like, um, you get Lonnie Walker. Lonnie Walker's a great defender. Um, He's only 23. The Lakers went all young. I mean, they got Scottie Pippen Jr. on a two-way, who's looked fantastic in summer league. Um, Jay Huff looks great. Um, you know, and Sharif O'Neal, I mean, he's young too. Uh, you know, you, you, they just got all these at Troy Brown Juniors, another good signing. I think they're just going for all young around LeBron and AD. I mean, that's a great concept because that's what Laker fans have been wanting for a long time. Now, they're not the greatest players, right? Like they got Lonnie Walker on the, on the MLE, which is a six and a half. And a lot of people are saying, hey, that's a terrible use of the MLE. But in my opinion, I mean, Lonnie Walker has shown spurts of greatness. I mean, he's shown spurts of very great, great athleticism. Um, like I said, he's a great perimeter defender. So you bring in guys that are young around LeBron and around AD, guys that can get in transition, which is what they like to do, especially, and I don't know now if they keep Westbrook, because Westbrook loves to be a transition player. Um, I think that they're great signings just for the fact that, look, they had limited cap, right? They had limited space to work with, and they went and they got some guys that kind of fit around that, you know, young, athletic, um, they can defend. So put that around guys that are already there. Stanley Johnson, Wendy, Wendy Gabriel, Austin Reeves. you got a pretty young core there. So um, I'm, I'm actually just excited to see the guys in Summer League because I've, I've really loved what I've seen from Scottie Pippen Jr. in, in that in that role as a point guard. So, Grant, what what were your thoughts on the, the Rudy Gobert trade? Because there was so much you know backlash given to the Timberwolves, how much they gave up. What are your thoughts on the trade, and what do you think – Minnesota, what do you think their ceiling is next season as a team? I, I still now I'm I'm still trying to get over how they gave up so much for just one player in Rudy Gobert. I mean, they literally gave up five draft picks, and three of them I think were unprotected. So, you know, you're kind of giving up, you're mortgaging your future for a guy that has proven to be an offensive liability in the playoffs. I mean, the Clippers have run him off the floor every time they've played him with the five out offense and you know, I, I understand what they're trying to do. Is they're trying to put like a twin power pairing of of Cat and Gobert, and, and kind of allow Cat to to go around the perimeter and kind of play around the perimeter as opposed to in the paint. And you know, that that's an okay concept. But what you what they did was they gutted their their defensive depth. I mean, they 
it's not just that they traded the five picks. What kind of irks me is that they traded Jared Vanderbilt, who has proven to be a great perimeter defender. He's long. I mean, obviously his offensive game isn't there, but his defensive presence alone on the perimeter is something that you'll miss. And Cat's not a great defender on the perimeter. If they're depending on Cat to defend, you know, LeBron or Anthony Davis or Paul George or Kawhi or, you know, you know Clay Thompson on the perimeter, it's not going to happen. And I understand the defensive presence inside that you need with Gobert, but to give away Patrick Beverly, Vanderbilt, five picks, that's like a haul that you'd give away for Kevin Durant, like in my opinion. That's not something you give away for Gobert, who's proven, like I said, defensively even to guard guys out on the perimeter and then offensively to be a liability in the playoffs. And I understand that he's a three-time defensive player of the year, but you know it's proven that he's been run off of the floor in the playoffs. And that, I, I'm assuming that's what they're going for is, is a playoff-type roster, but to gut their defensive depth is just it's, it's just brutal to me that, that the Wolves gave up all of that for Rudy Gobert. I mean, I could, I could understand if you did that for Donovan Mitchell, but for Gobert, I think it's a huge L for them. I, I, I just don't see it. I mean, maybe they'll prove me wrong and, and go go prove me wrong with with a four and a five with Cat and Gobert, but I, I just I don't see it right now. I just really don't. I'm, I'm still scratching my head at that one. Hey, Grant, I wanted to ask you, you know, we brought up the Dodgers in the first segment, but I wanted to ask you about the Angels, who many thought would make the playoffs and now are losing almost every game. I believe there's seven out of in like 25 in their last 30-something games, like the worst record in the MLB. (laughs) They've been the worst team in the league since the 14-game losing streak. There's no question about it. Trout is going into another stretch where he's 0 for like his last 15. Otani's been good, but everyone else has been bad. What is the deal with this team? And now the manager, you know, is immature and incited that that you know brawl and is out. Yeah, and is out 10 games. What do you think about this team? Is there still a chance, or is this just they got to trade Trout now at this point? No, they don't have to trade their generational talent. I don't think those guys are going to ask out, but. What they have to do is they kind of they got to build an identity. I mean, I, I was reading something up is that their their false positivity around that organization is is hurting them. Like they're still believing that that roster could do it, and it's just not going to do it. I mean, Archie Bradley's out for a while. Trout is just in another awful slump. But the good thing about that is that Trout sometimes after these slumps, he just goes on a tear on a rampage. So I'm kind of waiting for that, but. You know that's the problem is that those guys can go on a rampage in a tear, but their pitching is not going to sustain it. I mean, I've seen games. You know, I was mentioning this in the last on the last radio on the show that I did last week is that you know you, you look up and Trout and Otani are doing great, and then it's eleven to four, or it's ten to four, or it's ten to six, or, you know, something crazy where they they can't even sustain their offense. So I think they just need to build an identity. I, I'm not going to put a wash on this season yet, just because. Look, there's a third wild card. that I've, I've been saying this for a while, and it just keeps getting worse. So hopefully they'll, they'll make me eat my words this time. But, I mean, you know, there's a third wild card spot. There's seven out. I don't, I don't see them, you know, getting to a place where they're a contender. But I do see them at least hanging around five or six out, you know, going into September. If you're five or six out going into September, you kind of have a chance. But the, with the way they're playing right now, I, I, I just don't see how, the, how they'll even – you'll get to that spot. The Mariners are better than them. The Rangers are better than them. They've proven that. Um, I don't know. It's just this third wild card. It gives me hope, but look, I'm hanging on to about one to 5% of my hope at this point with the angels. It's kind of getting bleak. So uh, uh, I think they just need to build an identity. So 
Grant, yeah, your uh, thoughts on what happened in college sports in terms of USC, UCLA joining the Big Ten. We have a report today that six Pac-12 teams will join uh, the Big 12. Uh, it, I mean, again, the, the way college sports will look in 2024 is just not the same as it was before. That could be a good thing. That could be a bad thing. Grant, your thoughts. And again, what was your first thought when you saw the report Thursday that USC and not just USC, USC and UCLA joining the Big Ten. Yeah, it, it, it caught me off guard, obviously. I mean, you know, you, you, obviously those teams for me, I, I've grown up as those teams being in the Pac-10 and the Pac-12 for a long time. And it's just going to be so odd to see them play like Rutgers and Ohio State. Yeah. And, you know, obviously those are going to be great matchups. Obviously Ohio State and all those teams are going to be great matchups. You know, when you play the Big Ten and you, when you play these out-of-conference teams that the Big Ten plays, but I think it just hurts the fact that, you know, all the, I, I think that eventually we're, you know, college football and college in general is going to go to this super conferences, right? They're going to go to something like the NFL where you have the AFC and the NFC. And, and in college, I think they're moving towards that. You see that there's a lot of movement around teams joining the SEC, you know, USC and UCLA who aren't small schools. Like these are huge schools that are just bailing and going to other conferences and, you know, obviously it takes away the kind of that local feel, that regional feel for a lot of these conferences to where, you know, you have these, these rivalries that may not up, uphold. And, you know, now Notre Dame, they don't even know if Notre Dame's going to gonna play some of these schools. And um, I think it just ruins kind of the, the local and regional feel that college football had where you have this USC-UCLA rival, and you probably will, but, you know, these Pac-12 rivalries where it's like Oregon-USC and, in Corvallis and it's just such an electric environment and you know you may not see that again it, you know it may be at a conference but I think it just takes away that local regional feel and it, 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 it kind of hurts because yeah you'll see better matchups in terms of like USC playing bigger schools and UCLA playing these bigger schools but it just takes away that hometown feel for me and I, I don't really like it especially for moving to the super conferences but yeah I, I don't really like the, the whole concept because you take you know a lot of these these players go to these schools because they want to stay local. They want to play on the West coast. Now you're going to have to play teams in the central of the United States and the East coast. It's, I don't know. It, it takes away from that feel. So I don't really like it. Yeah. Grant, I wanted to ask you about your Clippers. <laughs> they are going into the summer league. I know you're excited to see BJ Boston and how he's going to perform. Um, I mean, are you, do you, do you see a huge jump from BJ Boston and a couple of these young guys next season on the Clippers, especially with a stacked, uh, roster, right? And I really like Boston. I think he can be a very good NBA player, but he might not get minutes, right? No, no, he, he's definitely probably not going to get minutes. I mean, if you look at the roster, Luke Kennard may not even get minutes. I mean, and he's, he was the best shooter in the league last year, percentage wise. So you know, Brandon Boston Jr., I think for us, is, it was great to see him last year. And he's he's already put on 15 pounds if, he, if we're going by the summer league roster, which is great to hear because that's kind of the one thing that he needed was, was a little bit more weight. But I, I'm really excited to see the team. I'm really excited to see him, especially Jason Preston. There was a lot of hype around Clippers fans about Jason Preston being that point guard that we needed last year, and then he broke his foot. So I'm really excited to see his development. It looks like he put on weight. And our draft pick, Musa Diabate, I'm really excited to see how he runs the floor with that team. Um, but Brandon Boston Jr. is a certified bucket getter. I mean, I think we all know that from his time in college, that, that limited time that we had in college and last year. So I'm excited to see his development. I mean, there's really not much he has to develop other than his size and, 
and his defensive, you know, his defensive ability, but his offensive game is going to be there. I mean, I think that, that's projected already. So um, I'm just more excited to see Preston and, and Diabate and see, you know, because the Clippers don't have a backup center. I think we're just kind of relying on Diabate to be that backup center, which is, it's kind of scary as a Clippers fan, but, you know, knowing Ty Lue is probably just going to run small ball anyway. So uh, for that summer league roster, I'm just excited to see those three guys kind of find their find their niche and find find their way on that roster. So, uh, Grant, we touched up, we touched on this in the first segment. The, the Dodgers are back where they're supposed to be. They got bets back. They're in first place. Trade deadline next month. Do they have to make a move here? Yeah, the, we got to find a reliever. I mean, the, yeah. the Dodgers. If you saw the game on Sunday, Kimbrel blew a one nothing lead, and I think the, the the stat was that in one nothing in like one run games, he's been pretty bad. So you need a guy at the end of the bullpen, and I know Blake Trinan's been out. Um, you know, Hudson's out for the year; he tore his ACL, unfortunately. But um, yeah, you, you need to go get another reliever, especially a reliever at the back end of that pen. You don't need a long reliever. Um, the starting pitching, I think, will be fine. Dustin May's coming along pretty well in his recovery. I don't think he'll be back until probably September. So, um, you know, unfortunately, you know, Kimbrell's not worked out for for the Dodgers. Uh, Pollock probably would have been way better on the Dodgers <laughs> than Kimbrell because um, we need that outfield depth. And, you know, Mookie Betts at second base isn't ideal. He didn't really look that good yesterday <laughs> before, but his offense is always going to be a plus. Um, so I think the offense will be fine, especially once we get guys coming back to the lineup. You know, Rios will come back. Um, Lux will probably be slotted back at second. Um, and once that fills out, I think the offense will be fine. The, the relief pitching needs to be better because you need a lockdown guy at the end of the bullpen. And I don't think Kimbrell's going to be that guy. I feel like Blake Trinan's going to be probably the guy if he comes back in time uh, uh, to be at the end of that bullpen. But you need another reliever if you're the Dodgers. Grant, uh, going back to the Kyrie situation really quickly, I've already seen some tweets saying that the Lakers should basically turn their focus back to sending Westbrook anywhere else if the Nets want to basically – um, you know, put on a front and not want to do this deal, the Lakers should call up the Pacers or the Hornets. What do you think about that? Do, do you think that the Lakers should try to focus their attention elsewhere now? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I don't think that you can go into next season with Westbrook on your roster, especially after all the rumors that have been going on. I mean, you've you got to go into next season thinking like, hey, if we get, say, you flip into the, to the Hornets, you get Terry Rozier and Gordon Hayward. I'll take Terry Rozier and Gordon Hayward if I'm a Lakers fan over Westbrook. Like that kind of fills out that starting lineup pretty well. And even if you move Gordon Hayward to the bench, that's a pretty good option. And if you move into the Pacers, you get you know Buddy Heald back. Obviously, Brogdon went to the Celtics, so that's kind of a a, a a divot there. But you know, if you get a guy like Buddy Heald and you insert him in there, and you get off of Westbrook's contract, um, you know, you can probably find some money around to, to sign it. You know, they have two roster spots open still, so they still have you know time to to fill out that roster and you know obviously there's limited money now but if you can flip Westbrook and and kind of get off of him and and find you know Rogier or Hayward I think that's great I think that's awesome because you know obviously it's going to be tough to, to find a trade after this Kyrie thing because we all thought it was a surefire deal but um yeah if you can go flip Westbrook for even one player you know one player and, and maybe a draft pick or a second rounder or something like that that's a huge win for the Lakers so they should definitely look for it um if they get it done I, I don't know because it seems like nobody wants to do the Lakers any favors right now, which is uh, unfortunate for the Lakers. But, yeah, definitely look for it. I, I definitely think they should look for it for Westbrook. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely ruining the week. I mean, I thought that I would reload Twitter, 
Kyrie would be a yeah. Laker. Now we're stuck with Westbrook. And we're stuck. <laughs> that, that again it always goes back to, to that. To Grant's point, we cannot go back to next season with Russell Westbrook. No. This is not the Rams. This I don't is care not, what you have to do at this point. Exactly. Trade two first rounders for Kyrie. Like I don't care at this point. Right. Just don't have Westbrook on you the can, dang yeah. roster. You cannot run it back. This is not the Rams. This is not a defending championship team. <laughs> Grant, you're the best. Uh, we'll talk to you next week, uh, my friend. Uh, that's all the time we have for today let's do it again tomorrow until then this is arash markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy this is the arash markazi show on the mightier 1090 espn radio so it's hard to knock it everybody got their own thing currency chasing worldwide through the hard times worrying faces Shed tears as we bury brothers close to heart what was a friend now a ghost in the dark hard part about it brother got smoked by a fiend Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.